Hey, Peppin. Yo, 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 meter. You know, I've been thinking a lot lately about uh, fidget games. Oh, it's like that Naked Brother song. Like, I love video games, right? Why do you, why every time I talk to you, do you bring up the Naked Brothers? Well, because they were like a, you know, like a symbol of their time. Like, Nate, it's been 15 years. Let them go. Like, every time they had like an extra long break after, like, oh yeah, cartoons or whatever, there'd be Naked Brother span. It was the best. So, I've been thinking about video games that didn't involve the Naked Brothers fan. <laughs> Which is a lot of them. Okay, they weren't just a band. They were a TV show. And they had, like, a band in the TV show. It was super meta. Like, you can't get too meta into that. Like, like okay, Hannah Montana did the same thing. But she was Miley Cyrus in Hannah Montana. This was just Naked Brothers Nate. Band. Nate, we need to talk. <laughs> That's our opening to the streaming episode, guys. Naked Brothers Band. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't even know what the Naked Brothers Band is. Welcome back. So glad you guys could join us. I am here once again with my best friend, Nathan Pevin. How's it going today, Pevin? I'm doing well. I just want to make it very clear. I do not watch Naked Brothers Band on a yearly basis. It's least. Do you watch the Close Brothers Band? No, 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 that one. Are they good? No, they're equally bad. Ah, nice. And we are joined today by special guest Bama Sharks. Bama, who is your favorite Naked Brother? Uh, <laughs> brother bear nailed it from the bears oh i used to know? have um i yeah brother i used bear. to have a brother bear little stuffed animal interesting file that away for later okay <laughs> okay uh yeah i i love it it's great N naked brothers band my favorites alex uh, oh jeez <laughs> Okay, okay, let's get into the actual topic here. <laughs> I like this. You real this with the Naked wait, Brothers. Is this, oh, wait, is this not the topic? It, it's not. The real topic oh. is uh, butt plugs. No, it's actually, it is actually streaming. And, you know, like Let's Plays and stuff, because the, the interesting thing, thing that happened at some point is me to stop laughing. Stop, stop doing that face. <laughs> I think, I think. I actually think the most interesting fact is I know more about butt plugs than I do the Naked Brothers band. <laughs> then you know an equal amount about both. A lot of overlapping facts there. Okay, so, so streaming, streaming. I stream. Yeah, I stream streaming. video games. You do. I don't stream video games, but you know, but we're streaming right now. Well, that's true. We're not a video game, are we? Are we? No. You know. Are we? That would be a really good idea that we just were playing video games and streaming at the same time. People would love that. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. I've done that once or twice. Mm -hmm. Do a podcast while we are streaming video. All right. All right. I've done that once or twice. So streaming kind of came out of Let's Plays, as far as I'm aware. I mean, there's different kinds of streams nowadays, but it's like there was Let's Plays. And for a while, people didn't get Let's Plays. I didn't get Let's Plays for a while. Eventually, I started wanting like tips on certain strategy games, so I started like watching them, and then eventually I just started like watching Let's Plays because I like the person doing the uh, like like the Let's Play itself and just their perspective. And sometimes mm -hmm. there's games I don't want to play because they're too tedious, but 
you know, watching other people play is a little bit easier. And then I, you know, I, I don't watch them too often, but that's mostly what I watch them for. And then every once in a while, I'll watch like streaming things. Like, uh, for instance, uh, yesterday, today is the, the 19th or maybe the 20th now. But uh, yesterday, there was a uh, live stream for uh, Boulder Skate 3. And they kind of went over some uh, new gameplay footage. It was live and everything. I get that because it's like a live event sort of thing. I also get this because it's a live event. Uh, but a lot of people, they stream like just video games and nothing but video games. And uh, Can we side yes. tangent real quick? You're a fan of Baldur's uh, Gate. I'm, I'm not. I, I can't say. <laughs> oh, okay. I was just going to say you realize where Baldur's Gate is, right? Uh, well, you see, it's it's that city that's really big, and it... No, I don't. Michael Wingate CV told is, us. It is in... I, I don't know who you're talking about, but it is in the Forgotten Realms of Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, far. Michael, Wingate, Michael Wingate CV is the one who is on for our D&D episode our special guest who told us that Baldur's oh, Gate was right, a very right. early D&D thing. So Forgotten Realms, as far as I'm aware, is like where the normal stuff happens and there's the theory realms and that's where like, you know, there's like magic pirate ships and then there's the place where those fish exist and they're encased in yeah. like a gelatin sort of thing. Disney Channel, <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I, I want to check that stream out because uh, the, the people who are making Baldur's Gate 3 made Divinity Original Sin and uh, that's the game I like. You. And I don't know why, but I, I look up okay. war videos of different things. So that, you know, I, I also have seen too much D and D war. I'm not like good at it. Like, but I know like we're random facts and kind of out of place facts that are not correct. And so, you know, that, that's most of the streaming I've, I've watched. Uh, I've also watched some of meter streams and also some of uh, the streams from people who are fellow content creators, such as uh, fish stick from IDK radio. And, yeah, you know th that's interesting because I have a personal investment in it, but I don't really see too much beyond that. And that's my relationship to kind of uh, say what's plays and streaming. I know there's other kind of streaming, like say uh, you know naughty streaming, and also just kind of like people doing their daily life streaming, which is kind of strange. Like people just going to taxis and just kind of like walk around cities, which I don't understand that one. But you know, wh what would you say your guys' relationship is to it? I stream. I stream sometimes video games, uh, especially the sports stuff that I do for uh, QPC Sports Live, as well as uh, I'm doing a run-through of Kingdom Hearts. I've never played Kingdom Hearts before, and it was free on Xbox, so I downloaded it. Um, Batgirl suggested I, that I give it a try, said it's an awesome series, and I love it. I, when I went to Thousand Acre Woods, I fucking lost my mind. Kingdom Hearts? Mm -hmm. Is that the Disney one? Yeah. Really? I thought that was yep. a PlayStation exclusive, so they must have loosened that up. It, it was. It's not anymore. Oh. Uh, and love it it's a it's a great game it's a, i like rpgs um uh, and this one has all familiar characters i know and you're in that world um and i get to i get to beat up bad guys it's it's a lot of fun um so you know stream stream some of that stuff um and i watch i used to watch a ton of uh speedrun stuff specifically andy um from he does a lot of link to the past zelda link to the past speedruns he's like one of the old ogs when it comes to those speedruns um and he still streams it and uh super metroid as well so Ooh. um what's the, what's that called the the big speed gaming event that they do every year games done quick yeah G gdq yep. um and then lastly i do every year i do extra life which is a streaming event for kids with cancer so 
you know, I raised money for them last year. I raised 500 bucks. I have a medal around here somewhere for doing that for the Boston Children's Miracle Network. And I'll be doing it again this November and uh, hope, hope to meet that goal again, $500. $500. And I have some cool, uh, cool, cool donation matches I have planned this year and may get some companies involved too. So really, really exciting stuff when it comes to that. But I kind of stream just for fun. And then I stream to um, raise, raise money for, for charity. But um, I, I just don't have the, the mental fortitude, uh, the technical abilities um to actually like be a professional streamer like 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 some really talented people are yeah i was gonna say you were talking about the different approaches to streaming there are as many approaches to streaming as there are personalities in the world because you can come at it from the let's play perspective and you know say you're really really good at a type of game whether it be Fortnite or Baldur's Gate or Call of Duty and you can show off your prowess at the game mm-hmm. go on ninja or who's the guy who does um yes. does the, the sea of thieves can't remember that guy's name anyway go on the first guy i think i would see a thieves is mudcat no. but um anyway go on you or you can come at it from the aspect of we're just playing the game regardless of how bad we suck, but you have an entertaining personality. Or you can come from the point of view of we're playing the game together as a group. Say you've got a Minecraft realm and there's six or seven of y'all and you're all in the party. You're sharing that with a community and you know, you're know you just all hanging out as a group. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like you said, the the quote-unquote naughty streams where they're doing yoga or Dance Dance Revolution, and they're obviously doing it looking for sugar daddies. There's that aspect of it. And I've been looking for a <laughs> sugar daddy for so long. I just can't find one. No, I need more of that downward-facing dog. <laughs> Don't we all? Um, no, I mean, you you do streaming, right? Yes, I have been streaming, and I just looked. I have been streaming for almost three years wow. now. Yeah. Um, I started out literally just playing on my Xbox and streaming directly to Mixer, no camera, no, I mean, nothing but a microphone and a headset and a game. And after about four months of that i took the deep dive and when i say a deep dive i spent around six grand on equipment from monitors to microphones to pcs to green screens to lighting just so that i could give it a full push and give it my all and i was working full time and i was probably uh, you know putting in full time hours and streaming in excess of full time hours and within 8 months of taking it serious i was partnered on mixer which is you know the the little step brother platform to twitch well it's the one supported by microsoft you can stream right through xbox to mixer um yep, yep, and yep. both twitch and mixer have invested a lot of money in uh, streaming a lot of companies have youtube uh facebook um pretty much everybody everybody who has a video service is is pushing streaming because they they see the the market there oh yeah there's absolutely a market there um but you have to imagine the the bandwidth from the viewer's perspective is there's 
only so many people in the world looking for this type of entertainment at a time. So as a streamer, you're always you're always vying for, for example, if you are streaming this podcast, there are only X amount of people looking for a podcast. And then there's a smaller number. We'll say why people looking for this type of podcast. Mm-hmm. And the same is true about streaming. Okay, you've got, a, we'll say, a million people at a time looking for gaming content, but you've only got 100,000 looking for Fortnite or 50,000 looking for Call of Duty. And then you've say, you say you've got, I don't know, 5,000 streamers. So you've got to set yourself apart, whether it be through your gameplay, whether it be through your stream presentation, or whether you do it through your own unique personality. Or my way, which is clickbait. Oh, straight clickbait. And I have no shame about that. If it gets me the viewer, I don't care how you got here. But hey, hang out. (laughs) Stay a little while. I'll clickbait you again. I'll clickbait you again. Clickbait your brains out. One clickbait you all night. So I look up a lot of videos about, say, audio and video production. And a lot of the audio and video production advice is actually, say, directed towards streamers and like streaming setups. And it's like with anything. So it's like they talk about, say, getting the perfect, say, video quality for streaming, perfect audio quality, you know, stream level audio. And stream level audio is kind of hard to do. It's something I've been trying to get mastered here. Like, I can get my own audio perfect, but kind of getting, like, different people's audios, that's a little bit tougher. Like, with the Deladdos normalization, because OBS plays a little bit finicky with certain plugins. But there's all this advice out there for people who are wanting to stream. And a lot of people are taking it up, especially, you know, granted, during this uh, quarantine environment. And it's really interesting to see that happen and evolve, because I don't even know what what it is, because... Like there's previous broadcasting, which was more kind of professional, more kind of, you know, like no rough edges. And you could, you could say in live streams, there's not really like a has to be a constant flux of say stuff. But in general, like people are trying to be entertaining, like like that, 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 like, you know, you just want to be on all the time. And but but with this kind of newer form of entertainment, it's also kind of doesn't have to be, say, structured necessarily. Maybe there's some structure to it. But it, it's kind of like more personality driven. I mean, I guess maybe there's more other things, but it's just like an intriguing dynamic that's not really been explored, you know, previously in the media. Right. And the thing about the, you know, taking the rough edges off and letting the personality 100% dictate the content is it also helps the viewer find that person that they relate with the most. Say you've got. We'll use the evening news for an example. You've got your five local stations and five national stations. I mean, you've you've got, you know, 10 choices to choose from. However, if you jump on YouTube or Mixer or Twitch, you might have thousands of different choices when it comes to mm. news. Mm. And they can, you know, you might find, you might be able to relate with them because of they're coming from your race, nationality, or you know, maybe sexual viewpoint, you know, you can relate with them better as opposed to the local and national news, which stick strictly to a teleprompter, strictly to company guidelines, that kind of thing. Whereas 
when it comes to streaming, as long as you're not flashing nipples everywhere, you're pretty much good to go. There was actually a person that kind of got me into this place. Uh, I'll shout out his name, uh, Christopher Odd. He's on YouTube. He does a lot of streaming now, but I, he's the first streamer, or not streamer, he's the first like, what's player, now streamer, that I actually kind of started gravitating towards because all the other ones I'd seen up to that point, they're like very, I don't like be dismissive towards them, but more PewDiePie-ish or more Markiplier-ish, like overtop reactions and they play games, but they don't yeah. actually like play the game. They're just more just like, just clicking and trying to do stupid things and just kind of get like these, like every moment is taken to 11. But, you know, this other person, uh, Chris Farad, the way he plays games is the way I play games. Like he gets really invested in the story. He understands the story. He takes his time and kind of like explores these little avenues, you know, find little secrets here. And it's not like, it's more like, oh, what's this? It's not like, oh my God, the secret. Like, like, like how the people would kind of play up the reaction. Nothing wrong with that necessarily. But, you know, I, I think you're right on with that point though. Because, a lot of people like the, say, Markiplier or, you know, that kind of dynamic. But I, I prefer something that's more like my own play style, where it's just like kind of more story driven and more just kind of looking at the nuances and kind of exploring all these different little avenues and just kind of having that, say, nuanced approach. And I, I think that's definitely true that with that. I remember um, speed gaming is kind of what got me into streaming in the first place. And I remember back in, must have been like 2012, maybe, maybe 2013. Uh, my good friend uh, Joe had said he he showed me this video of this guy who was streaming um, an old GTA, and he was just beating it as fast as possible. So he would like steal a car and cut through and like land between two trees, and it was like the perfect run. And then, like, slide to a stop in just the right spot to trigger the next cutscene. And it was really cool that he was doing a game that normally is supposed to take whatever, 40 hours in an hour and a half or however long it was. I'm making up numbers, but the point remains that that was kind of like a cool thing that he thought was really cool. And this was like super underground at the time. This was before, you know, SGDQ or any of those, uh, those games done quick events were really popular he was like on the forefront of that and that he liked um, achievement hunter and red versus blue and all of that. I remember red versus blue way back. Um, Windsor showed me that way Mm -hmm. back in the Mm -hmm. day. Um, And that's all the rooster teeth production. And and I watched a lot of the rooster teeth stuff. So I remember it way back then. And it's so interesting to see how it's changed now and to see that it's something that like I can do now through my Xbox um, with this camera right here. It's USB. I just plug it into my Xbox and I, sit back in my in my rocking chair with my PJ pants on and play a video game with a headset on and people watch me play and 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 enjoy that. I think the the my favorite thing I've ever been billed as is uh the the world's most comfortable streamer cuz I just it, it's very clear I'm just playing cuz I want to play a video game like I'm just having fun playing the game and I think that's some of the appeal of people watching me play is that I'm not doing anything to try hard and I think it gets to your point Nate that there are, um, you don't need to necessarily go to that level anymore. And, and Bama, you too, where there, there's something for everybody out there and every, every different mm-hmm. play style gives you something different. I am really envious of the people who really do a good job and like they have a green screen and they, they put themselves in and you don't see any background because they green screen it out and there's production value and, and they do a really good job. Bama, your streams are really, really good because you have good production value and it shows like you give a shit. 
versus mine, which is the opposite end of the spectrum. It's very clear <laughs> I don't give a shit about the stream. I'm not a streamer. I'm not trying to be a streamer. But there's some sort of an appeal to that, too. Now, look, there, there's something that some of my streams share, have shared with some of your streams, and that's the introduction of libation. I mean, that happens from time to time, and, and it makes for great stream quality. What was that word? Libation? Libations. Libations? Adult beverages. Ah. All right, all right. Everything I drink is in a koozie. <laughs> uh, and, and I mean, on top of that, there's, there's streams like... Um, like sports streams right now there's no real sports right there's no real life sports so uh, sports streams have started taking off and there's um bam and i both work with uh the the tpc community and there's tpc sports live where we have actual real life people playing uh madden let's say against each other uh, and we have real people live broadcasting that so Bam and I will both be in the broadcast booth and calling that game while you're seeing it happen live. And it's in a real league where we're keeping stats. We have all of the stats. Um, TPCfootball.com has all the stats from every season, from every game, every player ever. So there's a real community and there's a real production that goes into that. The amount of production that goes into a TPC Sports Live game is unreal. Facebook.com slash TPC Sports Live. Watch one of the VODs. You'll see what I mean. There's pregame graphics, in-game graphics, post-game graphics. You have real people talking about the game, talking about the players, talking about the history, what's happening, formations, passing. It's absolutely fascinating. Um, and it's, it's really cool that we're at a point now where we can do something like that. We can take something like sports, add real production value, and it's all done from my house i'm i'm doing it all sitting right here i'm calling a game live it's really really cool really fun to do and really fun to watch i think that one thing one thing i do is uh is i do reaction videos and i don't like stream those necessarily but you know record those and i, I feel like something that i might have in common with all people who do streaming or other sorts of things like this is that we have to feel productive or have to feel like we're doing something because whenever I watch a TV show and I'm not doing a reaction to it, I feel like I'm wasting content. <laughs> yes. I feel bad when I'm not streaming and I'm playing a video game. I'm like, I might as well be streaming. There's yes. no reason yes. not to. Do you, do you know how long I've wanted to convince you and the crew to let me stream Fridays? But we're so far into it now, it's too late. It is. Um, but the beautiful thing is everything about this game, I've spent probably hundreds of hours on this campaign, writing it and, and thinking about what's going to happen that since it's all written, we could run other people through it. I'd love to do that. And uh, I could have people who were players in the past come into the story, even as those players um, and, and be play different roles. It would be really, really cool. You could have like a new man on campus, just like a new player essentially come in and uh, just not know things and have other players explain it to him as it comes up. And just have it be a natural storytelling. Really, there's and and that's the thing is that there's so much opportunity out here for creating content. But I think that, like you're saying, Nate, that is the double-edged sword of being a content creator. Is everything is content. So when you're not mm -hmm. producing content, you feel like you're wasting the content. Like this would, 
And that's how this all started, right, Nate? That's how we need to talk started. We would sit down. It was me, you, and G. And we were the shitbag Supreme Gideon. Love that guy. Miss him dearly. We, we sat down and we would have like this really cool conversation. We'd be like, and you were like, we should be putting this out there. This is entertaining. Podcasts are taking off. This is something that should be produced. And then I started doing that with everything in my life. Thanks, Nate. Oh, well, you're welcome. <laughs> I, mean, I started doing it with TV shows and uh, other things. Uh, I tried out with something else, but I'm not going to get into that because, yeah. Oh, is it about your new girlfriend? Uh, actually, we might be start doing some reactions soon because uh, we were... Wait, what were you implying? My girlfriend reacts to <laughs> my dick. Oh. Why are there so many holes? <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, I, I'm caught. Was that not what you were getting at? I got caught off guard there. No, no. I don't <laughs> Okay. Sorry, Bama. I know you've been avoiding that episode, but maybe you should listen to it. Uh, well, yep. I'm headed there soon. At this point, <laughs> it's three different episodes. Uh, cut in. Well, you know, you can get different cuts of it, I guess. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> <laughs> good pun. Yes. Uh, but streaming is incredibly interesting. How it's kind of uh, getting more and more advanced. One one thing that I find a little bit frustrating on a streaming point. I have some contentions. Uh, number one is I work at an ISP company. So we get streamers calling a lot and they're complaining because their stream's not top quality. And they don't realize that you don't get top quality streaming if you're not getting a good audience. Like if you have like five people watching, they're going to like, you know, make your video not look that great. If you're just joined Twitch like a week ago, they're going to uh, not give you very good priority as far as like the servers go because there's only so much bandwidth on their servers and they're going to you know give, say, the big players, you know, the, the more b- bandwidth. So your stream quality may not be the best. But my other little thing is a lot of times people who do streaming, and this is also just people on YouTube in general, their audio sucks. I mean, right now I'm doing streaming and I don't know if my audio sounds like great. I'm not a streamer particularly. We Streaming's been more experimental for us for a little bit here. But... You know, I, I think our podcast, you know, stuff sounds really good. And, you know, what we do put up sounds really good. But I do on a lot of streams are just, it's just very subpar, like very, very subpar. It, it's, it's not very good. That, that's kind of my complaint about most streams. Now, I usually, for me personally, uh, audios, depending on the type of issues, if you're talking about the nuances between nine decibels and 10 decibels, you can go fuck yourself. But, if you're talking about crackling and cutting out and that kind of thing, I totally get that. But sometimes it's it's like you said, if you are low on the queue of people the platform cares about, they might not be allocating as much bandwidth to you and it's out of your control. Mm-hmm. But I completely get what you're saying. Two different main, sorry, three different issues I have with most audio quality that I see. Uh, the first is that like the microphone's like way, way away from like their face. I mean, that's not a big deal if you have a proper setup, but it's like you essentially just hear their room. It's almost like they're in an the echo chamber. And it's like And I've I've heard podcasts that are a snowball mic in the middle of a room with two people talking. You're and I, I've been like, mm-hmm. it sounds like uh, they they asked me, what do you think of the podcast? I think the content is great. Uh, it sounds like you have a snowball mic in the t- in the middle of a table between two people talking, and they're like, "Oh, that's exactly what we have." I'm like, "Yeah, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> that's not a compliment. That's me telling you I can tell wh- exactly what your production right. setup is because you don't have it 
All you need is one more mic and to bring them closer. Yep. Really simple. Uh, we have Brian Langell in the chat saying, people for can forgive bad video, but they aren't really able to forgive bad audio, which is true a lot of times because... Well, well that, that's why I was saying, I wasn't sure if you're coming at it from the audio engineer standpoint where if things aren't perfect, you're not happy. If you're talking about, like you said, the snowball mic in the middle of a, a room full of people, yep. that's bad. The that's other bad. two big things, I mean, they're kind of the same, similar issues, but one issue is audio is... Uh, too dynamic in that it's like you want your audio to be like one similar level, right? Because if it's too soft, then you know that, that that's fine. People can turn it up, I guess. I mean, if they turn it up too loud, now if they play something else on their you know say computer, it's going to be like, like way too loud in their ears. So like you ever like say watch one video and you have to turn the volume way up, and then you watch another video and your ears get you know bleeding. Or even within the same one. And that's the hardest part when the balancing is really off. Yeah. Yeah. And one person's really quiet and one's really loud or vice versa. Yeah. And that's really hard to kind of do because, you know, you, you as a listener, you don't want to be having your finger on the volume up, like rocking back and forth. Or let's say the person is whispering and you can barely hear them, but then they start yelling all of a sudden. Like that, that that's terrible. I mean, there's ways to like deal with that too if you just monitor your audio and, and things like that just ways around it or just proper now, hold, hold on hold on Pepin. i don't know any streamers out there that talk in a normal tone for three hours and then just get animated as hell going let's go <laughs> i don't know anybody <laughs> like that whatsoever uh, a little <laughs> uh, a little self, self humor there huh oh yeah yeah hey, yeah felt targeted it's fine if you have like different dynamics but does this have to be controlled within the, I don't know. Like, Do I know how to work the mic, right? Yeah. Like something that me and Meter have talked about a lot is it's okay to like laugh. It's okay to loud. It's even okay to yell. But if you're going to yell, back away from the mic. Like, oh my God. Like I'm not yelling into the mic and it sounds all right. And even if it's say a little bit louder, I mean, actually that's probably a little bit softer because I was kind of talking away from it. It doesn't sound, you know, bleeding to the ears. No, I, I know what you're saying. I was just giving no, myself no, I got a hard you. time. I got you. And, and uh, the other thing is kind of similar to that is just uh, clipping. Like, your your audio shouldn't be clipping in general. You know, it, it's kind of hard to do with live streaming, but just doing some basic monitoring, make sure your levels are good. And having, like, a good monitoring source. I mean, OBS does a decent job monitoring, you know, audio levels. And you, you really shouldn't be clipping, ideally. Because cl clipping is going to just grate your ears and make you want to click off. Another big one that, that I would want to bring up when we're talking about um, audio quality and a lot, a lot, I, this won't apply as much to single streamers, but uh, crosstalk. Um, Cause when you're trying to listen to something and there's multiple people talking at the same time, it's unlistenable. It's, it's arguably worse than all of the other things you said. Oh yeah. Yeah, and that, that's something that people can very easily avoid too because I don't know why they do it, but people will listen to things on their speakers. Like I know headphones don't look as cool, but you know, wear headphones no matter what or at least have your audio in some sort of way where your mic's not picking it up. Like There's certain mics that can really do a good job with that if they're especially in the pricier side. But if they can hear your game through, say, the actual game stream, and they can also hear the game through your speakers, there's going to be a slight delay, and it's going to sound very bad. If you're talking to somebody, it's mm -hmm. going to sound even worse. Like, because, and, and if you even try to take that out through post, good luck. Good luck with that. Mm -hmm. That's nearly impossible. 
The Echo is not. Uh, the Echo, yes. But I, I was more referencing like when you have more than one person. So, and you wrote a really great article about this, Nathan, about passing the mic, about how to not talk over the other people when you're in a party together, when you're in a conversation together. Like this show right here, we all know how to pass the mic and take our turns. And I know when we do the, the TPC sports broadcast, we do, it, it's sometimes it's hard because something exciting happens. So the play-by-play person is talking about Brady drops back. He's back at the 20 throwing. Oh my God, it's a long bomb and he catches it. And, or it's an interception. And both people want, are excited. So they both want to talk, but it's, it's hard to not cut each other off between doing an analysis of the play that just happened and call, setting up the next play and, and all of that, having to wait your turn can be very difficult, but it's so important. Right, right. And, and the other aspect of that is, uh, you know, in, in your article, I talked more about like passing it, you know, like say, more, more succinctly. It was kind of saying, all right, and what do you think of that? But, you know, when you get really good at it, you can just like kind of end the sentence and people know when to come in because there's a certain tonality and a certain kind of rhythm to it where it's just like, okay, it's time, my time to start talking now. Especially when you're... Uh when you like know somebody or you've worked with them a lot, uh, you learn when you can, and sometimes even when you can like cut them off and you know that they're done with their thought and maybe they need somebody to cut them off to get on to the next thing. Cause it is keep very rambling. interesting. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that's me. Sometimes I, I, I repeat myself sometimes a lot. Yeah. Uh, that's me always. <laughs> uh, Bama, do you have any like pet peeves or any like uh, advice to streamers starting out? Or just content creators in general? Uh, when it comes to content creation, unless it's the topic you're really passionate about, stay away from the stay away from Fortnite. Yes, that's where the uh, the largest audience of people are watching, but it is which means it's also the largest supply of streamers. I have been on Mixers Analytics page and i've literally seen more streamers streaming fortnite than there were people watching fortnite which is a bad bad situation to be in you're better off being in the top 10 percent of a smaller category which could be a topic or game that you love yes there are fewer people watching it but you have far more of the market share and uh, i don't think it's necessarily true um, of a hundred percent of the time that the most viewers means the most people streaming. I think it's probably 95% of the time true. Um, but my, I mean, my suggestion with that would be if you want to pick a popular game that you're pretty much always guaranteed to have people watching, just stream Minecraft, man. People will always watch Minecraft. Yep. Always. Yep. There will yep. never be too many Minecraft streams. And that's the, and that's another thing. I don't know you know, when it comes to streaming and YouTube and stuff like that, I don't know what the next game is that's going to have the popularity of Minecraft or Fortnite. But if we could figure that out, we'd be billionaires, guys. Well, I mean, D&D is definitely on the rise. Uh, so that was a good one to jump on. I think the interesting thing about Minecraft is the staying power because it's, it, it's consistently in the top 10. But then when there's a lull between game, between popular games, there is no Fortnite right now. Minecraft jumps right back up to the top three, a lot of times up to the top number one. And it just consistently stays there month over month over month over month. 
And, and that's a lot of that probably has to do with the diversity of content that can be created with Minecraft. True. You can do everything from, you know, a how to build this, how to mine for this, how to make this redstone contraption work, how to fish for the best loot, you know, so many different avenues you can go to. Yeah. Or big builds yep. or a bunch of people together in a server screwing around or a survival thing. There are different modes you can play. Now they mm -hmm. have Minecraft dungeons. It's, it's truly fascinating to, to see what Minecraft has done. Um, and good on Xbox for purchasing that bad boy from Notch. And, and one, I, one I left out of the conversation was Grand Theft Auto V. Game's almost as old as Minecraft, and it still has the player base. It still has viewership on streaming platforms. It, it's crazy. Like games, a game like that that I have zero interest in going back to, people are circling back around. The, uh, you've got role-playing communities from everything from, you know, cops and robbers type stuff to... I've even seen role play servers where they are UPS drivers, and I'm not even joking. I watched uh, Bruce Green. He was uh, he was in Funhouse, uh, part of Rooster Teeth, and he broke off, and now he's doing his own streams, and he does like My Summer Car, which is really funny. But he was doing one of the role play servers, and he was playing. Um, uh, a, he wanted to be a lawyer, but in order to be a lawyer, he had to start out doing a bunch of other stuff, and. It was really cool to see all of the people doing the RP and like how good they were with their role play. Um, so that it, it can be really cool content, and that's all within GTA Five, a really old game that's mm -hmm. just can won't die; it just persists. It went still in the top ten sales list every month. Crazy, yeah. Was it? What is it? NBD report? Is that what it is? W absolutely wild. Hmm. It, um, coming from the reaction kind of side of things, because I watch a lot of reaction videos myself. And there's also kind of trends with uh, that as well. I mean, a, a lot of the trends are people will try to watch new shows, especially anime. Anime's, anime is very big in the reaction community. Uh, but new shows are usually pretty big, but there's also just kind of certain staples that people cover. I mean, Game of Thrones used to be a big one, but uh, ever since the last season, people are kind of avoiding it a bit more. But there's other, like, say, series, which tends to be, you know, very, very, very prominent. Uh, Death Note's one of them. Uh, Full Malico's Brotherhood. Uh, there are a lot of ones which are just kind of more, I wouldn't say plot twist, but I think the more plot twisty it is, or the more kind of like, uh, you know, up and down dynamics and kind of more able for reaction it is, it is, people are more into it. If it's kind of like just a more solemn kind of thing, people are less likely to, uh, to watch it. Streaming is a little bit different, though, with that, because uh, I've watched a couple of Minecraft things just to see what it's about. And sometimes there's interesting videos that come across where they create, like, uh, there's one where they create this whole Lord of the Rings realm, another where they create this whole, like, I don't know, crazy mining system, and I, I don't know, all these weird things. One guy created, like, Pokemon in it, which was, like, he actually made the Pokemon, like, game with, I, I don't even know how he did it, but... That was I saw yeah. that one too. He made like a Game Boy, and then you could play actual Pokemon on it. He programmed it. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I'm talking about. And that was really cool. Like I, I understand like how he did it on some level because like he was describing like how the processor and all this kind of stuff worked. But I don't know how that actually works inside Minecraft because I've never I never played Minecraft. And it's like is is this a thing that happens in this game? Like yeah, you they made little blocks that each block is one line of code. So he just had to string together all of the code. He made a 
like a top-down version of the actual map. So fascinating. Highly suggest go check that out. But um, yeah, I mean, Minecraft is so diverse for sure. In, what's weird about Minecraft is it's a very solemn game because whereas reactions kind of side, I mean, I'm certain there's people who are like more like, uh, you know, say expedient or what other words, like more verbose or I don't know where I'm trying to use this, but they're more kind of this in your face about it. But Every time I look at a Minecraft screen or something that's happening, I mean, exception of Black, Jack Black and uh, PewDiePie in that one episode, but exception to that, it's like everything's just kind of like, okay, we're going to go over here, start some mining. Okay, uh, I got some gold. Okay, now I need to get this thing. Okay, let me go over here. And this very just kind of like hang out and just kind of like nothing, mm-hmm. I don't say nothing much happens, but nothing much happens. I think a lot of people use streams as like background noise. That's true. And just like have stuff playing in the background. I I watch, I let YouTube run in the background all the time while I'm doing other stuff. It's just something to, or or podcasts. And I just let them let them play while I'm doing whatever I'm doing. And it's it's can be it's nice to um be I think it goes back to what we talked about about being a content creator. You don't ever want to waste time. And I feel like when I'm not creating or consuming content, I'm wasting time. It's it's fascinating and it's very uh nerve-wracking at the same time. Mm, mm. Right, yeah, I definitely agree. Oh, and just to cover something in the chat here, uh, Brian Langell, uh, number one fan, it looks like. He's his top fan, number one. Uh, he says that, I believe he does the commentary for wrestling. Uh, he does like a like live wrestling shows, and he says that if you have good chemistry with someone, it makes it a lot easier as far as announcing goes because you know when to start and kind of stop talking, and you also know when they're going to jump into. So you can definitely see that on a lot of wrestling commentators. I mean, there's certain ones that don't work as well, but you know, the, the King and uh, JR from WWE back in the day, they had like the best chemistry like ever. Like they, they just knew when they were going to talk and how to like play off each other. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then we also... Well, Monsoon and, and yeah. the Brain yeah, 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 yeah. had really good chemistry too. There are some old, old school ones that have really good ones too. Vince did a great job on the mic. Uh, when he was he was on it too, so it's strange that Vince McMahon was yeah uh, an announcer or a, a commentator because I never knew that. But then listening back to like some of the old like videos and watching them, it's just kind of like that is Vince. He doesn't sound like the Vince yeah. you know or you know the Vince yeah. that you came to know. But yeah, he does a really good job. Like he 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 knows what he's doing. He does. I think the is the fact that he's a multi billion dollar <laughs> company with a forty four dollar. Her share stock uh, says that. Well, I, 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 I know, I know, but it, like, how many times does like the actual like CEO of a company actually know how to do like other jobs within the company? Because Vince is a wrestler, he's a commentator, he's a like a player and an actor. Like, he does all these different aspects, and maybe he's not the best at every single one. But then again, there's some reason to say he's like definitely still high level. Like, he's one of the best heels in wrestling. Like. I would watch a Vince McMahon live stream. Yes. <laughs> Can we Twitter. make that happen? Let's go to Twitter right now. Someone tweet at Vince McMahon and tell him we want to watch him play Minecraft. <laughs> and I can just picture him stepping back from a stick figure saying, that's good shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, that was a good uh, impression there. I, I, I gave it a 9.5. Oh, wow. I'll have to use that in D&D then. <laughs> oh my god, Vince McMahon is a character in D&D. I, I, I don't play in D&D, but it sounds amazing. Well, we already have uh, Dusty Rhodes and uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh, Langell, when he plays some of the NPCs so in my good. campaign, he he channels the uh, these old wrestlers as, as inspiration, let's say. Uh, and it's so fucking funny. <laughs> god damn it, pal. 
I need more redstone. <laughs> <laughs> Brian said that chat. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> it's a reference I don't get, but I find it hilarious too. <laughs> I gotta punch this fucking tree. It's <laughs> <laughs> good, good shit. Yes. <laughs> One thing I find interesting is that we have a couple different perspectives on you know how people can improve their stream quality. Me meter, or at least I focused on audio quality because you know I'm an audio guy for the most part. Uh, and it, it seems like you and I were focusing more on the marketing side. And I think marketing is the thing that I know the least about. And it, it's de definitely one thing to streaming, which is like I know streaming is very big with marketing because people are always trying to gain that little minute mm -hmm. edge, such as like slightly better video quality, uh, you know, slightly better frames per second and kind of stream stability because they want to like avoid any drop frames in OBS oh, or Streamlabs or whatever they're using. Oh, did that just open a can of worms with those drop frames? We, we don't have the time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that's what people talk about so, so much is drop frames and how to avoid drop frames and all these different little things with, with streaming. But the, the marketing side of it is something that I'm not as into, but it, it's interesting you take that, say, mindset when... I, like you talk to anything like you talk to a professional and they talk more about marketing than to do about like the actual logistics usually. And I just find that intriguing. Sometimes it's not about logistics. But and yeah. a lot of times when it comes to popularity on a streaming platform, it actually has less to do with marketing and more to do with inter-site networking. On Mixer, you've got your partners and each partner has a circle of partners that they relate to the most. So, and that's where you get a lot of community overlap. You hang out in their streams, you, they hang out in your streams, and then they, they bring their community to you, you bring yours to them, and it, it helps grow, you know, because networking, networking, yes, just true networking. That, and so, so that's not done by the channel themselves, like not by Mixer or Twitch mm -hmm. themselves. That's kind of done by you interacting with other streamers. All organic interactions. Um now there, I mean, there, there's been histories of fake people using other people's stepping stones, but that's not really what we're trying to talk about here. We're trying to talk about, you know, like I have a large circle of people I call friends on the streaming platforms. And, you know, if I'm looking for content to breathe in, I'm trying to hang out with them because they play games kind of the way I do or their personalities entertain me. Or I just like them in general. Yeah, and that's one thing that's kind of interesting about streamers as well is, I mean, what's players as well, but uh, streamers I've noticed more often that they actually tend to watch each other. Like, you'll hear shoutouts so like, oh, hey, yeah, th this is my buddy, blah, 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 and he plays this game. It's actually really amazing. I haven't checked his latest stream out. Like, it's not like they're being facetious most of the time, at least from what I can tell. I mean, I'm, like as you said, probably certain some are. I mean, there's probably some pay for uh, shoutouts and stuff like that, but... Most of it seems like they're actually like our streamers themselves. Like there's people who like streaming and watching people, you know, play video games or kind of do whatever they're doing. And they also, you know, they're fans and also creators themselves, if, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's kind of like how me and Meter got into podcasting as well. Cause, well, cause I got into podcasting first. And, you know, I was talking to Meter about podcasting and, you know, he had a lot of questions and stuff. And then like six months later, like a year later, like Meter was like probably more into podcasting than I was. Like, 
that doesn't addictive. That doesn't sound like me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so then, you know, we decided to create a podcast. You know, it was talked about, you know, because we just wanted to monetize it essentially. Or yeah, I used the term monetize, but it's more like just content creation. Like there's no reason not to be recording the conversation. But also it, it was a fact of like we're fans of the medium ourselves. So we wanted to like also be a part of that medium. It was huge. And then as far as networking goes, I took networking to 11. So you were crazy at it. I, I, I don't really do any. I don't really do any advertising for my stuff either, which maybe will change soon here, hopefully. I agree. I think networking and, and cross promotion is the number one way to grow your audience. Uh, I saw the first time I really realized that was Normal Boots, um, the YouTube channel that had uh, some really popular gamers on. I think JonTron and Pro Jared and um, all of them were all together on uh, on one place. And then there was another one that came up called Hidden Block that had like Brutal Moose and uh, a couple others. So it was, you got one content creator who you liked their stuff and then you saw more like it. And then I realized that's what that guy with the glasses did was just he created a network of like-minded people producing content because what people do is they'll binge on one person that they like, be out of it, and now be looking for something else. And if it's something right next door, jump on over to that. And sometimes they'll even like end up liking that even more. I started with that guy with the glasses, and I ended up liking some of the other people more. Lord Cats was amazing uh, with his uh, Until We Win series, until he stopped doing that. And uh, I liked Thalys, but then I started watching Lupa, and I liked her content more. Um, but I watched them both. So... Networking, really, really powerful and highly suggested. I can tell you one person who really needs to work on their marketing is that guy with glasses. I have no idea who that is. Are you describing someone or is that his gamer tag? Nostalgia critic. <laughs> Are you familiar with the nostalgia critic? Nope. He's not a streamer. They He did, um, he does, I guess, reaction videos, recap videos to shitty movies usually. Ah. Um, he, he, he was birthed from the uh, angry video game nerd type scene. Only he did it with movies. Oh. Yeah. He, he's still really big. He's got like a, you know, well over a million subscribers or something. I don't know what he has exactly, but he, he's, he's still pretty big. There was a bit of a loss there because there's a bit of a controversy that happened. But uh, yeah, yeah, he, he was back in the day. I mean, this was kind of like before video. I mean, YouTube was getting bigger at this point, I think. But they were kind of doing their own thing with uh, Blip TV. And their own different uh, content generation, so mm-hmm. they, they got really big with that, and then it, it transferred over to YouTube. But uh, it's kind of like the wild, wild west back in the day with uh, HVGN, Angry Video Game Nerd, uh, Nostalgia Critic, and then Nostalgia Critic is actually a big reason why a lot of things popped up. Like, like he he deserves a lot of credit with that. I mean, maybe he deserves some uh, criticism too with certain aspects. But like, there's so many different channels that kind of rose a- around that whole medium, and I think he was part of the reason why we have so many different internet reviewers is because of him. Really good idea, really bad execution. <laughs> he, he is, he, from everything I've, I've learned, he's, his yeah. whole company is not good. But um, all, the, all the politics aside, I definitely agree as far as, as cr- not only being a visionary, it's one thing to like see, here's a thing that can happen. It's another thing to make it happen. Uh, and that's really the hard part. And he did that. And he had a lot of people help him. Uh, all of the content creators who were on board, amazing. And they helped that as well. But um, definitely does deserve credit for that. That, Yeah. Well, he's a little bit strange too because he, 
he didn't actually run his company after a certain point. He like kind of gave it to some guy, and then that guy was kind of yeah, yeah. There's a whole story with that, but let's not get into politics because this is going to go Fair on enough. a fair, weary, weird side tangent no one cares about. Yeah, so mymixersmixer.com slash meter. Uh, pretty straightforward. Go check that bad boy out and uh, give it a follow because uh, I stream sometimes and I, you're, I guarantee you're going to like the stream. And if I'm wrong, what's yours, Bama? I stream primarily nowadays at twitch.tv slash BamaShocks. Okay, perfect. See, I'm on uh, We Need to Talk podcast, so th- that's where I am usually. Yeah, uh, uh-huh. I also got another side Sometimes. podcast now. It's called uh, Does Anything Matter? It's what a guest we've had on previous. Uh, his name is uh, Mr. Carpenter. Uh, but yeah, you can check that out. Just uh, Google it. Uh, it's going to be on Anchor pretty soon here. But it's mostly on YouTube right now. And uh, I also do reaction videos. Just look at like Pep and Reacts or something. I also have a couple of videos about memes. I've been meaning, memeing to uh, produce some more videos on that. But, uh, y- you know, you know, it- it's coming. Your memeology videos are very, very good. Yeah, I, my problem is I get too like distracted with things because I started doing like uh, college stuff, and it's like pretty good reason. I don't know. I'm paying money for that, so I'm just like, okay, well, I guess I should study. I mean, and, and I'm also doing another podcast, so it's like it takes it takes a lot of effort to make those videos, like the meme videos. A lot of editing. Well, they're great, and I love them, and I Enjoying. highly suggest them. I highly suggest Twitch.tv/slash Bama Shocks. And uh, we mentioned it a couple of times, but uh, TPC Sports Live, uh, Tango Papa Charlie Sports Live. Oh my God! Highly suggested. NATO phonetic alphabet. You yes. like that one? I, I've been using the NATO phonetic alphabet a lot because I've been doing like live calls, like with, with mm-hmm. crappy cell phone, and no one can understand what I'm saying. So I'm yeah. just like Alpha Bravo Charlie, and it's it's the best uh-huh. thing you could ever do on this live stream. Bama, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Oh, we're going to end this? Okay, so I'll end it with a story. Oh. Uh, So one time there was a man, his name was John, and John wanted to do some live streaming. So he took his camera and he pointed at himself and he started recording. And he did this for a number of days, weeks, even months. And a couple of years actually went by and John was wondering why he didn't get any subscribers, any reactions. And we ended up finding out in the end that he was actually never live streaming. He was just recording to his phone. So if you want to get out there, you have to put yourself out there. And that's the lesson of John. Nate, wait, what? For years? <laughs> For years? He recorded to his phone? How, much, how big was his phone? Well, this, this is the sadness because he had to delete the videos as they went on he never he just thought they were live streaming but they weren't so he just deleted the videos and so years worth of content is gone Nate I have chills that is a fucking horror story for a streamer yeah and you know he actually cried after a couple episodes because you know he, he thought this was the best stream he's done in quite some time now that's good content well it's content no one stars so you gotta you know it's like it's like the book you never wrote you have to actually write that book to write it Oh, it's like quantum mechanics. If a man cries in his house and no one's around to watch the stream, is he really crying? Huh. It's a stream with no viewers really a stream. <laughs> I don't know, but I think we need to talk. Eh, good enough. <laughs>